don't be fooled. No one knows the day or the hour when Jesus will come again. Jesus himself told us that. So instead of getting too caught up with trying to predict when he might be coming, trying to see signs and world events that suggest maybe he's about to come or not feeling like he's going to come for a long time, Jesus instead teaches his followers to watch and to work in such a way that when he comes, he'll find us eagerly waiting for him. To that end, Jesus told some parables in Matthew chapter 25 to really get us to think about that and to think about how ready we are for him to come. And in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, he says, For it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here. I've made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I suspect the last time you got a paycheck it wasn't in talents, so it might help to specify here that when Jesus is telling this parable he's not talking about special giftedness like the ability to sing or play an instrument or a sport. When he says talent here, he's referring to a unit of measurement that would be equivalent to 20 years' wages for a labor. Appreciate that, then, when one servant is given five, another is given two, and another is given one, each according to his ability, the master knowing his servants, knowing what they can do, and entrusting things to them accordingly. Even the man who received only one talent 
received so much more than he would have ever been able to earn on his own. He had entrusted to him an absolutely enormous amount that his master knew he would be capable of doing something with because that's part of how the master decided what amount each person got. We see here a master gone for a long time giving to his servants abilities and opportunities and resources to use to make gain according to what he wants accomplished, settling accounts, and being equally overjoyed with a servant who brings him ten talents and a servant who brings him four talents because they used what he gave. They sought out opportunities and they were working for him, and when he came, they were ready because they were working to accomplish what he cared about. The third servant, even though he had been entrusted with an amount by the same master, even though the amount he was entrusted with was according to what was within his ability to manage, even though what had been entrusted to him was so much more than he deserved, than he could earn, he had no idea who his master actually was. And whether he truly believed this or it was just an excuse, he thought that this master, who has just invited his two fellow servants to joyfully share in life with him, was a hard man. He thought his master, who had given him as much money as it would have taken him 20 years to make on his own to invest with as he will, he called him somebody who reaped where he didn't sow, as though he hadn't been the one to give the opportunity in the first place. So he buried what his master gave him. He was inactive because of fear. He was inactive because he was slothful, because he was lazy, because he was wicked. He didn't work for the master. So when the master came, when he settled accounts, even though he had had opportunity, he'd failed to use it. And he was found unprepared. Why would Jesus tell a story like this? when explaining his coming. Well, he is our long-absent master. And while he's gone, he's entrusted to us, his people, opportunities. Now, some of us have been entrusted with more. There are some people you go to church with that make more money than you do. There are some people you go to church with that are better educated than you are. There are some people that you go to church with that know more of the Bible or are better speakers or better singers or they say more eloquent prayers or they get out more. They know more people. We each have different opportunities. Yet our master's intent is not that we measure ourselves against each other. It's not that we look at what we can't do and feel like, well, we're not as important, or what we do doesn't matter as much because we're not that guy or that lady. Instead, what our master wants us to do is take stock of what he's given to us. Knowing that whatever he's given us, whatever money we have, whatever time we have available, whatever knowledge that we have of him, of his character, of his word, Whatever relationships we have, people in our family, people in our neighborhood, people we go to work with or school with, those are things he's entrusted to us, and he wants us to use it while he's away. He wants us to use it in such a way to bring increase. 
us so that when he comes, we get to rejoice with him. We get to rejoice because of how we've leveraged those opportunities and leveraged those relationships to bring more of his goodness into the world, to bring more of his lost sheep home to him. That's what our master will be looking for when he comes. Is that what he'll find from you? As you take stock of the talents your master has entrusted to you, whether that is a special ability or any other opportunity through your money and your time and your relationships that God has given you, will he find somebody that's using it for him? If he does, he will call you a good and faithful servant. He will be so pleased. He'll invite you to come share in his joy. Whatever you did with whatever you had, he's going to have so much more for you in abundance. But if you don't, if you claim to know the master, but you have a completely wrong view as to who he is, as to what his heart is, if you have a view to him where you just try to do the minimum necessary, then you might face disappointment when he comes. If you get so focused on what other people do that you neglect the opportunities he's presented you with, you might not hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You might hear, depart from me. And for those that don't get to be in his presence when he comes, there's only one other place to go. And if we're not with him, we're away from him. And if we're away from the source of goodness and love and life and light, that's going to be a very bad place to be. So take stock. What has your master entrusted to you? And how are you working with him? to do what he wants done. It doesn't matter how much it is, as long as you're doing your best, he'll see you as a good and faithful servant. But don't wait. Get started right now. Get started today and use what he's given 